Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Bienvenue, or should I say, I'm back from Perry. Um, we're reunited and we're here. Abby, thank you so much for coming. Oh, you while missed I was a really out. good opportunity. What she did I miss? Reunited and it feels and it feels so good. Oh my god. Do you know that right. song? Okay. Yes, I know the song. Yes, 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 yes. Also, while right. you were gone, we started um the Imperi. You know how like Emily and Paris is really supposed uh. to be in the- <laughs> Emily and Perry. So we did V and Perry. And V and Perry got to see Casey Wilson. Shout out to Bitch Sesh uh, randomly in the streets of Perry. So it was quite a Perry moment, honestly. You never know who you're going to see in Perry. I wonder if this is the equivalent of when Americans like say like croissant, like, you know, us saying oh. Perry over and over, I'm sure. There's like a French or Parisian person listening, being like, "Stop doing this." We won't honestly. I think they love it more than you think. Like, I think there's definitely an A for effort. But a lot of you guys have been asking me about Casey, and she's been nothing. She was lovely. It was random. Our outfits were not. We did not plan to coordinate. (laughs) Um, But it was completely random. She was sitting next to me at dinner, and her and her husband were super kind, and we shared some laughs. I bought her, her and her husband, a glass of wine, and. It was it was fun. It was just were her kids know. with her or no? No, they were on a date night. Oh, so so fun. she's in yeah. Paris right now for work. Um, reality. I did ask about the SAG strike and you know kind of how that's going and their thoughts on it and whatnot. But they are they were having a date night and I got them extra drunk with my extra glass of wine, which I'm proud of. But um, so they were great. So I just wanted to start off with that because I got a lot of DMs on that. But yes, Casey Wilson is everything and more. She is a lovely, lovely human. So I look forward to hopefully seeing her again with Abby um, at BravoCon. So putting it out to the universe, manifestation. I will full on fan girl. Have you ever seen Happy Endings? No, I I hadn't. So but I know her obviously from the Bravo Sphere, yeah. but also some of her um acting credits. Her husband who she was with is, was a writer for Happy Endings. That's really that's nice. they, yeah. 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 So yeah, it was funny. Kyle, um my husband, oh man, he goes, he looks at it. Oh, so what do you do? <laughs> he had like zero idea of like who she was. He was she like pro- Oh, to her or to her husband? To her. He's oh, like, Kyle, no. Yeah, I know. He's like, so what? That immediately was like, she's an actress. <laughs> I was like, nothing. He's like, so what do you do for work? Like, it was just, you know, she I was like, she's so like, I feel like down to earth. She probably laughed. Oh, like, yeah. No, she was super down to earth, super chill, like was not like phased by any of that at all. So it was, it was good. That, that part oh, made Kyle. me laugh. So just for anyone out there, if you're looking for like a really funny binge, um, it is several years old but happy endings was such a like an underrated series it'd probably be the first thing i would say to her if i see her like happy endings was so good and it needed it deserved more seasons but anyway uh we could talk about random stuff forever yes we can talk so i just wanted to say thank you and just kind of share that little fun anecdote that i had but let's dive right back into atlanta another cameo miss cynthia bailey I'm loving these cameos. We've had Kim Zolziak Beerman, who might be dropping the Beerman, might not be. We don't really know. Uh, but I've loved having Kim back and Cynthia. I I think Cynthia is ready to come 
back on. I don't know if we need her all the time, but I do appreciate a good cameo from a former OG every now and then. I actually think where Cynthia makes the most sense is Beverly Hills. I yes. made a joke. This woman is friends with everybody. You see her out with Sutton. You see her out with Crystal. You see her with Jill Zarin. You see her like literally all she everyone. Is, everyone likes Cynthia. And I think it would be I think her time with Atlanta to me is done. Yeah. I would love to see her in a different kind of space. And I think Beverly Hills, like a la Taylor Armstrong, assuming she's living in that LA area. I was I would say, love- is she still in LA despite the divorce? I don't, it kind of seems like it. I don't know. Yeah. But, but let's say she is. If she's in yeah. LA and bring her back, bring her back as like a friend of. I, I think that was like a good introduction with Taylor Armstrong. I think it could work with Cynthia. But anyhow, so I enjoyed seeing that. I also think when it, let's get to the Drew of it all and the lie on Drew's perspective, the lie, whether or not she kissed um, Tanya. I don't think Candy would lie about this. I don't either. And I also think had if it really bothered Drew, what she should have done is said to Candy, I don't know where my sexuality falls. I had like a moment. Can you please keep that private? For as, as sexually open as Candy is, I think she would totally respect and honor someone else's like boundaries and wish for something to be a little bit more private. But I think it was like the denying of it and then the trying to turn around and make it sound like Candy's a liar that just didn't sit well with her. Personally, what I think happened, because they showed the video clip, we'll kind of jump a little bit out of order here, but they showed the clip of, um, they used to do like those, like after the show, like little, like this was back during COVID, you know, so the housewives would like zoom with one another and talk about moments of the show. And Candy said, like, you kissed her on the toy. I was like, no, I, I don't think I did. And all this, I, I think Candy then like had, maybe had a reminder. There was a lot of alcohol involved. It was like, no, you guys did really kiss. And like, I'm sure Kenya was like, yeah, you did. And so then, you know, Toya's probably like, oh, okay, maybe we did. So then on the reunion, she said that we did. My guess is Drew was like, you cannot say this. This will ruin me. And I think she was just trying to be a good friend because I felt like the way she kind of started to act as like the mediator middle person between Candy and Drew, to me, verified that there was some truth to it and that um, you wouldn't defend somebody if you knew you didn't kiss another person and you didn't want that out there and you were really trying to kill that rumor, one, I don't know if you'd show up to this person's event. Two, I don't think you try to like facilitate reconciliation between the two people if one of them is the person you allegedly made out with but didn't and the other person is the one starting this rumor and controlling the lie. So I don't think Candy lied. I also think like, one, what's the big deal? It could have been easily like a smooch, I'm guessing, because it, I'm guessing it was a more of a makeout, hence her not wanting to reveal maybe a little more good touch, bad touch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's be real. We've all kissed a girl. Abby and I've done a little, kiss- just a quick little smooch. You know, I, no big to deal. To me, though, it's like also like I grew up in a, like an affectionate household. Like I don't, I feel like we just all like it's not uncom- like my aunt and uncles like will kiss me on the lips, and like it's not. I know people, this is going to, I know, like this, people get so <laughs> weird. It's going that goes viral. <laughs> but like I have all boys, I kiss them on the lips. Now I'm sure at a certain point I might not, but I do think it's kind of sad that like, like, I just think it's a way to show affection. What's wrong with that? In Italy, people kiss all the time. Men kiss I mean, I was going to say French. It's like very European of you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely think something is going on there. Uh, what did you think of Candy's party? I will say she's clever with the marketing on honing in on oh. the peach with Atlanta. 
Um, you can get this peach ball tickler, basically. Uh, things things I never thought we'd say on this podcast, between the dick pics and now the ball tickler. Um, was, is this something that would ever interest you? The peach tickler? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not really. Did you ever watch the show Shrinking? It's really good on Apple. No, I don't have Apple TV of all the oh, things I have. You, I'll give you okay. my password. Thanks. Um, but there's, okay, so there's a scene, there's like a part of this where I don't want to give anything away, but two friends decide they're going to just become F buddies and the female has needs and she went like, you know how like, you, it's like, how do you say like, you want to, you know, get it on. And so she called it like, I need you to grease the peach. And that's what she would call it for when she wanted like to get things yeah. going. And I don't know why, but that's like really stuck in my head. And so when they're like all like doing the stuff with the peach, I just kept thinking like people needed their piece, their peach. They needed to grease the peach. That is too yeah. funny. And honestly, it might be the reason why Sonya is now pregnant with baby number two. Like the timing is. Yeah. Candy's bedroom. We got to thank her for that. So essentially the episode ends with a confrontation between Tanya, Candy, Drew, and then they brought in Marlo. Marlo's like, I want nothing to do with it. I'm running yeah. for the hills. Like I sent the video. Yes, but I'm running. I, again, I still think that there's truth to it. We'll do a poll and get a sense of what you all think. But I 100% think something happened. And you oh, agree. I and who I was trying to, I should have Googled this. I was thinking about it. Um, and I meant to make a note of it. I mean, this Bolo moment was huge because also we had the friend of, I forgot her name, that may or may not have hooked up with Bolo and then escaped back to Canada and did not film the rest of the season on the show. I forgot. So I think like there was a lot happening that night. And I think that when it's a bachelorette party, it's alcohol infused and everybody is like sexually heightened and just having a good time. I 100% think it happened. I mean, if we've got women hooking up with Bolo and making out and doing different things and dirty dancing on each other, because they all admitted to that. I think a makeout happened too. And I th- I agree with you. It can be an innocent thing. It doesn't mean she cheated on her husband unless maybe Ralph viewed it that way, but we know he made out with women too. I feel like she should have been like, I went to Tampa and leave it at that. Yeah. Like I would have died. Oh, she done that. that amazing. But Drew's not that, I don't know. Drew's not that clever. But before we get into the amazing Real Housewives of New York, we're going to take a quick little ad break. Clothes shopping for kids is a lot. I'm about to start kindergarten. Mia's about to start kindergarten next week, and I'm trying to get all of my ducks in a row. Stitch Fix makes life easier. They're stylish shop for the whole family, sending kid-approved styles at apparent-approved prices. Let Stitch Fix do the work so you can stay focused on your fam. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop for the whole family, especially the littles. You'll save time on shopping, plus all the try-ons are in the comfort of your own home on your own time. Share their size, favorite colors, and styles, even what they aren't into. You know your kid's the best. With clothes starting at just $10, it's really an affordable option. Get 10 items and a kid's fix. Keep what they like and send the back rest for free. No subscription is required, so there's no commitment or risk to try Stitch Fix for your family today. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com slash realmoms and get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix. That's stitchfix.com slash real moms for 25% off stitchfix.com slash real moms. All right. Ugh, Roni. I just love it. I, this was a very 
emotionally charged episode though. I think we, I think the timing of this was kind of perfect. We were learning more about the women. There was a good buildup. Um, and now we're just, we're seeing the realness of them and they're not telling just all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and we're not just fighting over cheese and yeah, having and, like photo shoots and shashuka, which have you ever, I, I can't remember. Did I ask you, have you had shashuka before? I have had it before. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with Sai. I, it's yeah. not like my favorite thing. I do think it needs like a toast. Yeah. Um, it's not saying it's bad. People who love shashuka don't come for me. I just need a carb. I think with it. I was going to say, so the American and like Polish and me, um, we love potatoes. Um, and so I like to have it over like, like, um, crispy hash browns. And I think it needs like something to kind of soak up some of that sauce. But I, I also, I don't know. I just feel like I agreed with Sai too. Like it should have been ready for everyone when they woke up. Like if I'm hosting everyone, I would either have an egg casserole ready to go night before. That would be, I could throw in the oven. I'd try to wake up a little early, throw it in. Maybe I go crawl back in bed. Cause they, you know, you can throw it in there for like an hour, but I think there should be something like should people should be coming down. Like what's for breakfast. I'm, I'm with you. And Abby's a hostess with the mostest. There's a casserole. There's a dish. She, I, if there's a dish, she's an expert <laughs> of having something at, at a party. I remember recently going to Abby's house while she was hosting and I was immediately like eating all her things. So oh, hostess no, with the most. The yeah, but you act like you, I know, but you act like you just threw it together. Me, on wow. the other hand, I'm the pro at ordering all the shit. I would have ever breakfast ordered and ready that's to go. fine too. Like, like bagels in the morning. Like yeah. they wake up, they come downstairs, there's bagels or something there. That's, that's totally, I yeah. I some I just think there should be something. If you're hosting, there should be something to nosh on um, at all given times. Uh, okay, let's talk about though, Bryn and um, Uba kind of sharing their childhood. And we learned more about Bryn's childhood later in the episode of Bryn's giving. But it really... I don't know when she was just talking about how like Thanksgiving isn't something that's exciting for her. Cause she doesn't really have a family. Um, and sometimes she'll just go travel alone. And I, I'm not, not, I think there's a lot to be said about, I like, I, I dream about the day that I'm going to take a trip by myself. I'm just not at that point in my life right now with kids and everything, but I think it just makes me a little sad. Cause I to me, Thanksgiving, I immediately think of just being around, uh, being in a house that's loud, Lots of people, big opinions, sitting down and like, I don't know. There's just, to me, that's Thanksgiving, sitting down at a big table full of family. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't have the childhood trauma that Brian, but my extended family on my family side, it's always been my immediate family. All of my extended family has been outside of the state, either in the Dominican or the East Coast. So it's always been us and my family has always tended to be sad for not being with them. So Thanksgiving has never been one of my favorite holidays for that reason. And also Thanksgiving food sucks. I'm going to say oh, it. Disagree, I'll say it again. I know. Disagree. I know. Hot now take. you say that and then who ate like a good fourth of my jello salad when they came to my house after Thanksgiving? I did. And but that's you know Thanksgiving funny? food. I think that's fourth of July in my head, but I I like love it. For both. Yeah. I it's, think it's, like you know, it's all seasons. It's yeah, all okay. seasons. I did eat half of it. Like I did. Not half, but you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But anyhow, yeah. I appreciated her sharing and opening up. And as I was watching it, to be honest, I was thinking, and guys, fact check me. The historians out there fact check me. But I feel like in the OG Roni, we didn't learn the depths of their stories until much mm-hmm. later on. Uh, we never knew like their backgrounds or how they grew up. So I really appreciated the buildup between Sai and her story on the previous episode to now 
Bryn and we're getting mm-hmm. a flavor of Uba. Like I just, it just makes me feel much more connected to the women. I no, I completely agree. I think we might've gotten little hints of Ramona. Like she would say things to Avery about like, you need to have your own money. Cause my mom only stayed with my dad because like, but we never knew the extent of like the abuse and the trauma until like season eight or nine when it came to a lot of these women. Um, so no, I, I just like that. They're sharing everything as it's appropriate. It's not like they're walking out there like, hi, I have childhood trauma. My name's Bren. Like, you know, it's, but it, well, they're talking about Thanksgiving and it felt right that she shared that. And yeah. And Uba shared it. And I, you know, sigh talking about basically like her mom lived in a small apartment. And when she turned 16, like she had to leave cause there wasn't room for her. She got older. Like I just, I appreciate those stories. Not everyone's going to grow up. Like, even though I love her, like Aaron, who, um, you know, has some of her own, I'm sure like struggles as well, but it did seem like maybe she grew up a little bit more privileged. Yeah. Which is okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is totally okay. I think for me, what broke me with Bryn and talking about her mom and dad and how she shared that her grandma essentially raised her, that she has no connection really to either her paternal or really her maternal side. She has some siblings, but she said, I'm so, cause I'm so obsessed and like focus on the fact that the two people who were supposed to love me didn't. Like that, like I have like as a mom, like I like want to like hug her like so badly. And I think the psychological side of me understands like her wanting to be, you know, attention in the room. Yes. Like not don't get too close and too deep because I'm not going to let you hurt me. I'd also like the different engagements that she's had that have never ended in a uh, marriage at her wedding. Like that totally tracks now. Um, I think there's like obviously – fear of abandonment and some commitment because yeah, if the, like it's, she said it perfectly. The two people that are supposed to love you more than anyone don't what like, you're going to be like, what's wrong with me. And I also, I appreciated her sharing too. Um, even just like her hair journey. I know that like in the black culture, um, hopefully this isn't me like white splaining something, but I know that's a big piece of it. And then when yeah. she said, my grandma dropped me off, but really I learned what it was like about like the, the texture the of her hair. Yeah. And like, yeah. I would no, love to I, see her hair natural though. It was beautiful. I would love to see it curly. I also yeah. I appreciated that too. I thought what she shared was like it resonated with me in a different way. Um I think in the Latin community, curly hair tends to have a bad rap. Like it's often recognized as pelo malo, bad hair. So I just appreciated her vulnerability and I thought it was very earnest and didn't seem like this to me shows how you can have conversations about race and your upbringing and it just comes across very organic and it's not like anyone trying to be PC or you're going to get canceled if you say the wrong thing. I just felt like it's her story and it's a part of who she is. So I, I really loved seeing that side of her. I did too. Um, yeah, I just, I'm enjoying, I'm even like, Jessel, um, you know, talking about with her husband and I appreciated his honesty. I think like in a, we talk about this a lot, like in friendships, cause we'll say like, there's these housewives that think that you should just be ride or die on their side, no matter what, never tell them that they're wrong, have this blind loyalty. And I think that applies to a, tree huggers. Any, yes. Tree huggers. You guys are the worst at this. Um, <laughs> and Jen Shaw, who basically was like, I'm going to say I'm guilty, but you better still tell people I'm not. I, but I think this applies to a relationship too. And I appreciate her husband being like, sometimes your delivery just isn't the best. And it's, I, it's not. And I also want to take a moment because I've been seeing a lot of posts and comments of 
If you've gone through a lot of IVF, you might be relating to Jessel's story more and understanding some of the way she was acting about the lingerie and the not wanting to have sex. And so neither one of us have been through that. So I don't know what that journey is like. So maybe that changes things. But I, I did also like to hear her say to her husband, maybe we'll remove the tax on the marriage. I think that's a good sign of a healthy marriage. And it seemed like her husband, though, from a sexual standpoint, was like supportive. He's like, we've got kids. We're busy. Like he wasn't being like, but I think they need some time together. I'm excited that they're going to go do that for them. Yeah. Well, you also, I think oftentimes too, for women and I don't want to speak for you, but I also think before you get intimate, you have to have an emotional connection, at least for myself. And if you can't just like put the kids to bed and all of a sudden be like, all right, you got to grease the peach. You got to grease the peach guys. It doesn't work that way for me. Yeah. And I, I, so I, I wish I actually can resonate or somewhat relate to her part of that story in that aspect of when you have little ones around, you're extremely tired and running around crazy. I do not relate to the fact of her side of the story and talking about the school she's going to send her children to and how her children will begin networking. And just why her saying networking just like made me laugh. Um, She's with so much pressure on these kids. Like if they don't have like their own startup by the time they're 12, she's going to disown them. Like, Oh, I know. I know. And guys, we're totally kidding here, but yeah, yeah, no, it just like made me, it just made me laugh. But the Brins giving was fantastic. One thing that I'm curious to see how this pans out, but makes me really sad is that Cy and Bryn, as our understanding, end up having a little bit of a falling out. Yeah. I, and I'm hoping that that's all captured on camera. I, it sounds like it was. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that Bryn wanted, that Cy wanted to do this for Bryn. And what I thought was really sweet was like Bryn was giving Cy a lot of credit to like our amazing host and like all this. I don't know. It just, and that was a very well done um, Bryn's giving, you know, the caterers, she had the cocktails and mocktails ready for everyone. Um, but yeah, it did make me, it makes me sad that their friendship is not maybe in the place that it was for that episode. Uh, I feel like we can't, we'd be remiss not to talk about Jenna Lyons in some aspect. I just want to say Jenna Lyons is the guest to have. I think she's so thoughtful with all her gifts, like bringing a gift after the fact would be like, thank you so much for hosting me. She showed up with the lingerie. Like, I'm just like, uh, what do I need to do to invite uh, Jenna Lyons to a party so I can get one of her fab gifts? (laughs) Just throw it out there. I think she'd go. Yeah, no, she really is a great great guest honestly and i bet she'd be the type to be a great host like even when she hosted like everything is very well thought of um a lot of people are commenting on her shirt i looked up the price i don't think i'd ever pay that much for that shirt how much was it uh it was like just shy of three thousand. Oh, oh my god <laughs> Well, you're, you're Jenna Lyons, I guess. I I don't have any issue with, I think her aesthetic, she has got a strong. Oh, I love her style. No, no, with the denim, like the women always like, oh, dress up. Like, yeah. But I think that's also why I like someone who's, has authentic and is comfortable with their look. And I think for her, and she mentioned this, uh, when they were doing like doing the weekend in the Hamptons that when she put the dress on and everyone's like, you know, she's like, people always say like, why don't you dress like that more? Why don't you do that more? And she's like, this is how I dressed when I was trying to attract men. And so I think for her, it's like not, I, I think she's at a point where she's not really trying to attract anyone. She's just dressing for how, she, what makes her she feel good and comfortable. And I applaud her for that. Yeah. She still looks amazing. Yes. Um, even with the diamond bracelets. That, like, oh, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> it's so that's delusional. Like the, I was gonna say, that's the extravagance that we want. We want someone that's going to be 
relatable, share their story. There's going to be something that we're like, oh, I can see myself in them. But then at the same time, you are just dripping in luxury that you're wearing like, you know, $100,000 worth of diamonds just on your wrist as a casual little wake up. I mean, (laughs) I just can't like wrap my head around that. But that's the life that she's living. And I'm here to continue watching. I'm loving the season so far. Hopefully you all are too. I'll try to do a poll to kind of gauge where you guys are at. Um, and let us know too, what you guys are thinking of this new format. I've heard lots of positive feedback. We're recording now a couple times a week. So this is one of the first episodes that are dropping out this week. So, uh, do we do shout outs? You know, we, I was just going to say, we haven't been because we've been recording more. I think again, let us know. This is like basically Let's like, just a, do it. Let's do it an adventure. But I think we start, we do them on the the first episode of the week. We'll do our show. Okay, perfect. So you guys are hearing us right now, like workshop this out. So I am going to give my shout out to, this is heavy shout out, but to Captain Jason and to Asia from the Below Deck Australia crew. Um, There was a heavy episode in terms of uh, a situation that could have ended up really horribly and badly. And I just applaud their leadership and standing up for what's doing the right thing. And immediately not second guessing their decisions. So I just want to give my shout out to them. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. And now it's like <laughs> I, gotta, I beat you to it. I got to think of, think of something and think of something quick. Um, I'm going to give my shout out. We've done this before, but I'm going to give it to all the teachers um, because right now you guys are all back in your classrooms. Kids might not be back for a week or two um, and you're getting everything set up. You've got to do all the prep, all the meetings. um, And then just the amazing job that you do teaching our kids. I mean, there's a reason why working parents are all now saying like, I can't wait for school to start. So I want to give my shout out to the teachers, but also in the same breath, I want to give my shout out to all of the moms, including Vanessa, um, who are going, getting ready to have their oldest or for only uh, start kindergarten. It, it is a very bittersweet moment. I don't know what it is about kindergarten that just it's all the feels. It's like you really are seeing that your kid grows up. They learn and grow and change so much in kindergarten. I can't compare it to like first grade or second grade yet, but it's it's a big year. Oh, I'm already getting so, like teary eyed. You can see my eyes like you. listening. Oh my God. But also for like, oh my God school like just the now the I think whole world like the, private, the whole not, world like oh yeah. I'm not ready for it but in solidarity sister so thank you so yeah. much for that and guys we're getting so much closer to our goal of a thousand reviews so you know what to do hit five stars or leave a written review it means the world to us and with that we will catch oh, you no we've got a new one oh look at this the people love have a great day or don't the choice is yours Shout out Al Roker. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.